Hello, my name is Dan, and I'm one of the hosts of Netflix and Swill, an independent fan podcast all about the streaming service Netflix. If you ever wanted to know what content to watch next, or just wanted to know what's going on with Netflix in general, we cover all of that with our own unique brand of humor, and I think it's something you'll really enjoy. If that sounds like something that interests you, please check us out at NetflixandSwill.com or on your podcast app of choice. Are you easily offended? Because if you are, you should probably stop listening. Are you interested in the bizarre and unusual? Like serial killers? Do you scream as loud as you can? They're already scared of me. They stab you just once. You know what I mean? Then run or maybe they fucking kill it's, you. It's and aliens? I have a thing of needles. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, but like, if you're gonna take my sperm, at least make me happy. Don't forget about the paranormal. Why? Why do you look like that? Because I'm from hell, bitch. Why are you from hell? Come on strange, drunken journeys with us, your hosts, Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson. And Billy Kirby. As we drink and discuss the creepy and weird sides of life. Strange Brew Podcast. That's Strange Brew Podcast. Okay, Tom, relax. Strange Brew can be found anywhere you can find a podcast, though. From Apple Podcast and Spotify to Podbean and many more. So crack those beers or, or the booze and light those doobies. Because, because it's, it's about, about to get strange. strange. They call me Cincinnati Chili because I'm brown, <laughs> wet, oh, and God, no. oh. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Mixtape Podcast and a one and a two and a three and I'm Jason Emmett. Casey Masterpiece. I do it! <laughs> Stu's yawning and stretching and trying to feel alive. Pew, daddy's oh my god. Matt, go on ahead. Don't be shy. Matt? Where are you, Matt? Are Matt. you muted, Matt? Ah, uh, did it again. Goddamn. <laughs> oh, my Jeez. God. <laughs> Mike was muted. <laughs> it's the professional. He's probably sitting there trying to talk into the mic. <laughs> no, no. How can no, you no. not go fucking ba- hear back, like, God Go back to a Twisted Kid episode two, up two, three episodes ago. Where we saw him, we had him on video, and Matt's just talking up a storm, and me and Kevin are going, Matt, 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 and all of a sudden he's like, son of a bitch, damn it, motherfucking shit ass. <laughs> I'm like, I am? What? Yeah. Stewie's here. Yeah, I'm here, I guess. <laughs> hey, guys, guess what? We got a website. Uh, Kevin, your turn. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. You're a mixtape. Right. Oh, my All God. Right. www.themixtapepod.com. Holy shit. This is why nobody listens to us. Mixtapepod.com. You can go over there, check out all the good shit there. We got, uh, you can get to, like, our Twitters and all that good shit and Facebooks and Instagrams and all that fun stuff over there. You can also leave us a voicemail directly off the site, or you can call our voicemail line, which is 513-HE-RAD-77. That's 513-HE-RAD-77. 
Hey, in case you guys haven't been checking it out, we do the, uh, the Twisted Kid episodes every once in a while. You might want to uh, be paying attention to that. We like to drop little hints on social media as to what's going to be coming up as far as those go. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, tonight we are bringing back, we're going to uh, be talking about songs you didn't know were remakes part two. And uh, part three. This is part three. We've done it twice. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope everybody uh, enjoyed the last couple. We've had some interviews on the show and everything. Hopefully you guys enjoyed those. We've got more interviews lined up, so some of that shit's going to be coming down below. I didn't know we had these interviews. Well, we weren't keeping it a secret. It was We are yeah. blasting it all over social media. Talking it for a while. It's just, the student, he doesn't pay attention to me. He, he, sees, he sees me tweet or something. He's like, I ain't read that shit. I know about John Crabby. That's it. Well, we don't, it's not you even, can't announce that we don't. We haven't even got him for well, sure. We haven't even fucking said that on the show. Man, shut yeah, up. that ain't even that ain't even said in stone. No, he, he said yes, but I mean, he might be stone. I got us. He probably. Well, I hope he is. I think he'd be. I mean, I I wish everybody we uh, interviewed from here on out was stoned. Ooh, kind of like kind of like that hot wing stoned again. You want to do what? I said, I think I'm going to have to start doing the show stoned again to be able to deal with every day. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's the spirit. I know. I'm going to become a stoner just to deal we, with we it. We kind of got to do that like hot wing show, but instead, you got to be stoned. What's a hot wing show? It's on YouTube. It's like a hot I know what he's talking, talking about. Talking about hot ones. Like, yeah, hot ones. Celebrities eat. Hot wings and shit like the hottest wings they oh can get. Oh my god, they'll make they'll make shit of anything. Dude, it, it's celebrities it, it, eating hot really, wings. It's big. It's <laughs> it's, it's really huge. huge. Yeah. God. Oh my god. And they get like like so many skull units or whatever, and it's like people start getting a little choked up. Well, tonight we're gonna get best one is up. the Shack episode. So we're gonna get oh my god, up yes, on Kevin Number Two's penis, and we're gonna get choked up. As we talk about songs, you didn't not, know definitely remakes. not on Kevin number two. <laughs> you say that now. No, it's You just wake up and there's just a penis in your throat. And <laughs> <laughs> Told you, motherfucker. And clipping that. Um. <laughs> Great. There's gonna be a sound clip of, going, yes. of me going. You wake up and there's a penis in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> and he repeated it so he could get a, an hey. alternate take of it. So. Yes. Hey, Spanky. Yes. What did Cinderella say when she got to the ball? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just one. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and get started on songs you didn't know. Were remakes part three. Just so ball or two. She just when she got to the first one, it was uh, no. it was okay. game over, man. Game over. Game over. Uh, so I think we're going to do it as such. I will play the song, the clips, and then we will talk about it. I think that's how we did it before. Fuck. These are going to be like, I don't think Kevin doesn't know any of these that we're about to play. Stu doesn't I'm either. New, I'm new to all this. So. Uh, Matt does because I sent him over the list so he could start getting. Oh, yeah. We do Spotify lists whenever we do these. So there will be a Spotify list with all these songs available on it. I'm sure Matt will put that on our link. We have Spotify? So. Yes. Uh, we will do. be. So let's go ahead and get started with the we first clip right now. And I, I like to watch Dewey's face on some of these because I'm wondering if you even knew this. Probably not. Lovers, love scars, love wounds, and mars any heart. Love hurts, 
I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, I didn't actually know it originally either. Yeah, I did dance. All right, so that is Love Hurts. Uh, Most of us know the 1975 Nazareth version of this song, but it was originally released by the Everly Brothers in 1960. I actually, I'll, I'm going to tell, I'm going to confess two things right now. The first is I didn't know it was a remake, and the second is I didn't realize it was from fucking 1975. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it was yeah. an 80s song. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not know that the, that it was a 70s song. It's as old as song is almost as old as I am. <laughs> Stu just said that. <laughs> <laughs> that was good timing, guys. Um, so Everly Brothers never released this as a single, uh, but other versions include Roy Orbison, who did a cover of this, mm. and then there was a uh, Austro. Oh, he got some Australian radio play for that. I don't know why. Uh, Emily that English? Emily? No, it was okay. Australian. Emily Harris <laughs> uh, did a version of this. So I mean, it's kind of cool, you know. But yeah, I never knew this. Oh, and Cher did a cover of this actually in 1975, same year that. The uh the Nazareth did it Nazareth Nazareth Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Jesus is my name uh, but I didn't know that that it was a remake and I definitely have never heard the share version no I didn't clip it for this but yeah it was kind of a shocker for me when I found out it was not that kind of shocker Stu put your fingers down <laughs> it wasn't. it'll be on the playlist so two in the pink two in the stink two. Yeah, the hell you wow. get a little overzealous there, buddy. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. What's doing, you stinky? That's why you're single. <laughs> That's <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> yeah, you can't just go for two. What? <laughs> uh, so we're gonna, they don't come back. We're going to move right on to this next one. Um, again, actually, I'm going to tell you guys tonight, uh, sometimes I know these, a few, most of the ones on the list tonight, I actually did not know. There, there are a couple that I did, mm. but most of them I didn't know were remakes, including this one. Now they both sound like they were made in, during the same time period, but like in the eighties. Like, when when did the original come out? Please Nin- tell us. Ni- thank you. I will. Nineteen seventy-eight. Right. Oh, okay. Year I was born. Do you want to know when? So close. To the, 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 do you even know who sang the second version of that? No, I do not. Okay, does anybody want to tell them who sang? Please the, do. The one that everybody knows. It's Robert Palmer. It is Robert Palmer, ah. and it came out a year later, nineteen seventy-nine. Wow, that didn't give it much time to breathe. Uh, well, that, you're going to find that happens a lot, actually, like right. a whole lot. Really, it's kind of shocking how often that does happen where like a song will be released. Well, it just fell off the top one hurt. Let's make it again. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> Look at the um, uh, Peter Green Santana Black Magic Woman. I, I mean, that was released within just, woman. I think, six months to a year of each other. Yeah, and this isn't like in the 90s when we would have like 
all for one do a version and then fucking the country version would come uh, yeah. the, the genre break yeah remember when that happened that was like a big th- who was that was that like John Michael Montgomery or something yeah and then Aerosmith yeah, I think Aerosmith and uh, uh, Aerosmith run DMC mm-hmm. they must have had like some kind of contract though because there was he was always doing it there were like a couple of songs where the, someone did uh, I don't want to miss a thing too with uh, God uh, uh, country I think uh, Whitney Houston Dolly Parton so the other so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well that was years later though wasn't it it was it was quite a b- while later when yeah. Whitney, Whitney Houston, did it in the mm-hmm. 90s Whitney Houston starts talking a banner and the well, let's not ruin <laughs> and everybody any else who's seeing the Star Sprinkled. The Star Sprinkled. It was so funny the other night because Melissa and I, I put put on, um, oh God, now I can't think of it, uh, Life is a Highway. And she just looked at me and goes, oh God, it's been forever since it wasn't the country version because on fucking cars, they ruined yep. a fucking wonderful song by doing a country version of it. But, but it's not, yeah, I kind of agree, man. It's cringy. Uh, the original is yeah. the one you want to mm-hmm. fucking hear. Um, but this was 1979, Robert Palmer. Everybody kind of knows this version. Actually, it was a huge hit for him. It was uh, hit number 14 on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, but it was written in 1978, recorded by Moon Martin. I don't... Yeah, I don't... He's a UK artist. It's Martin Moon, actually. Martin Moon. What the fuck? You shut up, dude. I pulled my notes, and you... Snob. You need to not bother me. Okay. Anyway, it was released in the UK and Spain, and uh, as a standalone vinyl single. Then it hit the United States uh, on Martin's album "Shots from a Cold Nightmare." What does that mean? "Shots from a Cold Nightmare." We now we understand why it didn't hit. Uh, I know what it is. What drugs? That's what it. I mean, it was. I mean, everybody was doing them, but. Mm. In my opinion, though, Robert Palmer, like, demolishes this song. Like, I think his version is just fucking fantastic. It's simply irresistible. Yeah. Oh! Shut the Thank f- you. Oh, nice. Thank you. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I That's thought it. it. Was, I thought like it was a slide whistle. Right that, too. Uh, you guys may not know. You may or may not remember this, though. Paul Rogers did a cover of this in 1992 for the Dr. Giggles soundtrack. What the fuck's the Dr. Giggles? It's a movie. Oh. Uh-huh. Somebody don't know who Dr. Giggles is? Well, not somebody, Stu. Well. Shut up. It's I'm a horror somebody. movie, sort of. It's a horrible movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so horrible that we loved it. Uh, it's pretty bad, though. Dr. Giggles is not <laughs> considered. I don't know. Uh, what's uh, Fuzzbucket was pretty horrible. So this next song, I... It's not that bad, but it's bad enough. <laughs> Dr. Giggles is not... No Fuzzbucket, no. It's not... This next song I did know was a remake. Mm. However, I didn't know it was a remake of a remake. And we'll play all three for you here. All right. Clip. But here's the first thing I'm going to tell you. The original song was not called the same thing. The original was called Giacomo. Heiko, 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 Hande. Giacomo, Bilo, Hande. Giacomo, Binane. Oh, my spy boy, Miss your spy boy. Selling by the bio, my spy ball, I do the your spy ball. I'm gonna set your flag on fire. Dog in my head now. So this is the my grandma and your grandma second version. Sitting by the fire. My grandma told your grandma, I'm gonna set your flag on fire. You're talking about hit now, hit now, hit now, hit now. 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 Hit now.
And this is the one most of us know. Kind of a low build. No longer than the rest, though. I actually think I know the second version. Yeah, I think I prefer the second one. There's, there's no I don't way. Know, I think I have another second, second one. No, I, I, there's I, no way. Yeah, second one. So, this, yep. this, okay, the version most of us know is from 1983. The second one's in like Cool Runnings or something. 1983, the Bell Stars did it. Um, why it was it fairly cool popular, runnings? but it was a bit. What? So, why is it going to be Cool Runnings? Because that's the name of the fucking Because that's movie. the name of the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Bell Star version was released in 1983. It was fairly popular at the time, uh, but there's a little bit of history behind the song. Originally, it was a New Orleans song that tells of a parade collision between two tribes of Mardi Gras goers. The song, which was originally called Giacomo, was written and released in 1953 as a single by James Sugar Boy Crawford and his cane cutters, but it failed to make the charts. So then in 1965, the girl group the Dixie Cups scored an <laughs> international hit with Ico Ico. Uh, James actually ended up suing them for it. He wasn't too happy about it. They changed the name to Ico Ico, and then they released it. And he uh, sued them. There was a settlement, and then he. he I love it. They were. He was given partial writing credit. <laughs> so Jeez. Then in 1972, Dr. John had a minor hit with the ver- his version of Ico Ico in the UK. Version recorded by Scottish singer Natasha England in 1982 made it to the top 10. Then Ico Ico became an international hit twice more. The first being the Bell Stars in June of 1982. And again with Captain Jack in 2001. And then in 2021, thanks to TikTok, another version has kind of become big. It's called Ico Ico My Bestie. And it kind of made now, a comeback. Now there's also another version that was recorded by the Grateful Dead. Well, I mean, this song, like, there have been so many freaking versions of it out there. It, it's hard to kind of keep track. Like, seriously, so many people. Did they do it live or did they actually record it? Like, was it on I a live it recording? A, it was a recorded version. So there's a lot of people, when I was going over the notes, that, like, did versions of this live. Which is, it's and, and they're recorded, but, you know, I think it's just one of those songs that everybody recognizes it. Oh, man. It's it's a fun song. Even if you don't know where you recognize it from, everybody kind of knows it. So Right. Uh, there was some uh, de- Alvin and the Chipmunks did it. Well, of course they did, <laughs> but they've done everything. Like it's just kind of leave what, it to Matt to know that one. He, no, I'm just looking for he looked, Spotify right now. He looked. Did, 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 yeah. Did, did. yeah, you're gonna have fun with that one on Alan Spotify, Chipmunks man. Did everything oh, yeah, Aaron Carter's on there too. Oh God, don't put the Aaron Carter one on there. Yes, please. Too late. Just, put, uh, it's, it's <laughs> Make sure you put that on there just for Stu. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it'll be a ten hour loop. Dedic- of Aaron Carter. <laughs> Dedication to Steve. only only part way through the ten hour clip, you slip in uh, Clarence Carter, Connor Carter, whatever. Yeah, Clarence Carter. Fuck it, I give up. Ooh, Clarence Carter. Well, oh, Clarence Carter. It's Clarence Carter. Keep going. I just yeah, that, that was it. That was... <laughs> You're having trouble. Are you, st- Stu? Mm. Are you stoned? Yeah, a okay. little bit. That's cool. <laughs> Too many pop brownies. So uh, the next song. I didn't know. I'm not surprised. I didn't know it was. I'm not surprised that it is. And really, I mean, it's not what I would call. Now, this one I did know was a. I'm not shocked at all. Like, as soon as I, I heard that it was, I wasn't really uh, shocked. But the, the two versions aren't drastically different. A lot of times, 
you'll change an octave or something, but uh, they're not drastically different. Mm. But here you go. I don't have to run around. I don't have to stay out all night. Cause I got a sweet, a sweet loving woman. She knows just how to treat me right. My baby, she's alright. My baby, she's clean out of sight. Don't you know she's some kind of wonderful. thought he was like showed me some tittage what <laughs> he showed me tittage yep not in the room for this so i'm kind of <laughs> glad, glad. you're welcome for that. you he didn't welcome. really show me titty i did, did. now he did yeah uh <laughs> so just well, someone I mean, like at least it was his nutsack so <laughs> he's already seen that shut up don't put ideas in his head <laughs> So this is some kind of wonderful, uh, written by John Ellison and first recorded by his group, the Soul Brothers Six. What a fucking name right there, the Soul Brothers Six. This was recorded in 1967, peaked at number number 91 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Uh, But the better known version of this is Grand Funk Railroad from 1974, which reached number three on the same chart. Grand Funk recorded the song for the group's album, All the Girls in the World Beware. It also ranked number six on Billboard's Hot 100 Year in Chart for 1975. Uh, and the 1975 print edition of Billboard, which contained the Hot 100 from 1975. You know, I got to tell you, I like both versions, but that original one, I kind of like it better. I, I, I think that the voice on, when he kind of does that little scream on uh, Grand Funk, and I mm. really I kind of like that. But I got it. Uh, that's that won't always be the case. There's a couple songs tonight that it's like, um, it's a hard time. It's it, I might I don't know which one I like better, or maybe I don't like either of them. Maybe I like them equally. You know, there's going to be a couple on here that I think will be kind of like, well, what you are going to notice though <laughs> is uh, we've already noticed it, and we're not going to we're not going to stop noticing it. Um, let's see, we had Ico Ico, and now we have some kind of wonderful, and we're going to have a couple other songs uh, that you know white people stole from black people. So. Woo! She's <laughs> <laughs> looking at the notes. I kind of laugh. <laughs> yeah, because I know the songs that are. Yeah, I mean, up. there's quite a few, and and some are. We'll just put it on your tab. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, my mom used to drink tab. And here's the next song. All right. Looking from you 
It's all recognition on your face over there. You recognize the voice the second you heard it. Is that all right? I drove all night. So did you guys know that? There's a reason you probably didn't know that was a, a remake, because it kind of wasn't, but it kind of was. Kind of like when we talked about Nothing Compares to You by Prince, which, you know, later Sinead O'Connor did, but was it really later? Because she kind of released her version first, even though he recorded his version first. It's kind of the same case with this. So, Drove All Night, this one was actually originally uh, recorded by Roy Orbison, but it, oops, oh God, but it didn't technically come out until after the remake, so. Do I dare ask why Stewie said oops? No, he did it again. So, (laughs) (laughs) so. The remake came out for he recorded it. It was intended. It was intended for him. It was composed composed by songwriters Billy Steinberg and Tom Kelly, and it was intended for Roy Orbison. But he recorded the song in 1987, the year before his death. But his version wasn't actually released until 1992. Cindy Lauper recorded the song and released it as a single for her "A Night to Remember" album in 1989. So her version became a top ten hit, and uh, she still actually performs this one in concert regularly, which is. She doesn't do a lot of her old stuff in concert. Who does? If you hear Britney Spears? Cindy Lauper. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I got lost. Are you stoned? Maybe. <laughs> so anyway. What an asshole for not sharing. <laughs> 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 the song also has been covered by Celine Dion, whose version topped the Canadian singles chart and reached number seven on the U.S. adult contemporary chart in 2003. But I think it's, that's it's actually the version I recognize. You know Celine Dion's version? Yep. I have never heard the other two versions. You've never heard Cindy Lauper's, but you we have to talk, man. I have not. Yeah. If you, if you can reference Celine Dion over Cindy Lauper, we need to have a discussion. Like a serious no, one. Just no, just that version. Friends don't yeah. let friends do this, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about your weird obsession with Celine Dion, Matt. You just peanut butter. <laughs> Just leave it. Solution, Just leave man. it at yep. peanut butter. <laughs> Just peanut butter. There's peanut butter and Celine Dion. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. So did did anybody else know that, that that Roy Orbison even did a cover of that? Nope. Nope. Or, or a version of that? It's not a cover. It was mm-hmm. his first. Yeah, the video has Jennifer Connelly and Jason Priestley in it. So we my know question for this becomes, if he hadn't released it but he had recorded it, Mm-hmm. How did Cindy Lauper find out that it existed well, in order to do her? Well, it's all version? like a record exact thing, you know. A lot of these people will like hand songs off, and uh, okay, it's the same as out. so Prince recorded "Nothing Compares to You," and much like Prince often does, he just kept it in a vault. And later, he they decided to let uh, Sinead O'Connor use the song, dust it off, yeah. and then mm-hmm. actually his version they had didn't to dust get, it for Prince. His his. Uh, oh damn! I I almost didn't catch that, and we could have just let it go. But you guys, uh, no fingerprints. Uh, I know that's. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad you got that. But <laughs> we, we, yeah, but the uh, the uh, Prince's version was actually released after his death. Of nothing compares to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we no, talked about other it. versions. We talked, this, we talked about. We had the um, notes on one of our episodes. It was like one of his post. 
I can never say that post, posthumously. Posthumously. Preposterous. Because he recorded it, and everybody thought it was about like someone he loved, but it was about his housekeeper leaving, remember? Yeah, know that, but there was an earlier version like released back in, I want to say, 93, with him and Rosie Gaines performing Nothing Compared to You. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that Sinead O'Connor's came out before 1993. Oh, yeah, I know that one came out before yeah, 1993. That's what I yeah. said. Oh, oh right. no, that's not what I said. Uh, You're right. I'm ta- the ver- the version I'm talking about came out after his death though. It was the demo he had recorded that it's just him. It's just him by himself. The one we played on the the one episode. Have uh, you heard the Chris Cornell version? No. No. But it's Chris yes. Cornell. So I really know. damn good. Hmm. I didn't go out of my way. You know, it's, it's Chris Cornell. It's mm, go out of your way. It's pretty it's pretty great. But you know what I feel like is that since we're talking about Cindy Lauper and we're talking about Prince, we should play the next song. This is one of those where I knew Cindy Lauper's version first, um, but I did know Prince was the original. I've known it for years. And this is one of those where I was talking earlier where I was like, I don't think I like one more than the other. I like them both for what they are, and mm. I kind of appreciate them both. Same with the Roy Orbison and, uh, version of I Drove All Night and Cindy Lauper's. They're they're similar but different enough that... Anyway, uh, When You Were Mine, um, Cindy Lauper, this came out... On she's uh, she's so unusual, which is just a fucking great album in and of itself. Uh, it was released by Prince on his 1980 album Dirty Mind. It was never released as a single, but it did receive a promotional 12-inch release, which included Got a Broken Heart again and Uptown. 12-inch release, huh? It was then yes, dude, Prince's 12-inch release, which sounds way dirtier than it probably is. Uh, <laughs> Hi, would you like Prince's 12-inch release? And then he released it again uh, for the B-side of his controversy <laughs> single in 1981. Again, huh? So Cindy Lauper comes in in 1983, and like I said, one of the best album albums of the 80s, in my opinion, was She's So Unusual. And uh, slows the tempo down a little bit, makes it a little bit more of a ballad while keeping the kind of pop rock feeling. And I think, like I said, they're similar enough, but different enough that I just really appreciate them both for what they are. It's funny because we were just talking about Prince and we were just talking about um, uh, Nothing Compares to You. And I now that is a song where once I heard his version, I like it better than the Sinead O'Connor version. I, it just So the thing about Prince, it's this song does it, Nothing Compares to You. Do, he likes to do these like really kind of corny, funny, goofy lines that would almost be like, what did he just say? And it's kind of silly, but it works when he sings it. I don't know if that makes sense, but did you guys, did anybody else, did you guys know that? No. No. 
Appreciate everything that's, everybody's got to say. That's what we bring I here. Did not. It's wonderful. I only heard the let's see, I only originally heard the Prince version, but I I don't hear, I've never heard either one. And we've already established that I don't, apparently don't know anything about Off Cindy Lauper. So. She's so unusual. Yeah, didn't literally listen to the whole album. Well, you've heard the next one, I promise. We just heard this song back in August. You did, Stu. Live. You heard this song live in August. Baby, here I am. I'm a man on the scene. What? Really? You what you want, but you got Holy to shit, go dude! Fucking has such a great voice. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Nice little splice there. Thank you. I worked hard. <laughs> Shocking, too, I know, but it wasn't originally a Black Crow song, uh, although they do slay this song. Uh, and as Spanky mentioned, we saw them live last year, and they sounded fantastic. I mean, they sounded great live. But originally, this was an Otis Redding song, along with Al Bell and Alan Jones back in 1968. Anyway, it was the B-side to Amen shortly after the singer's sudden death in 1967, which kind of sucks. This is one of those songs where I love the Black Crows version, but, God, Otis Redding's voice is just so cool, man. There's so much, like, funk and, and soul when he sings, and it's hard not to get into it. Funk and soul. Yeah, funk. That would be a great funk album title, Funk and Soul. <laughs> like, I'd buy funk, that for a dollar. The little N, Soul, like Funk and Soul. Uh, that would be a great album title. Like this, It's so much fun to listen to him sing this. It's like it, this is one of those ones, again, where I appreciate both versions because like, they're both fun as hell to listen to. Uh, but yeah, maybe what they ought to do is take both versions and kind of overlay them to where you get like a duet with. Otis well, it's they'd have they they definitely have to change tempo and and uh, yeah. octave a little, but they do that shit all all the time. It would be kind of fun to do. Be kind of fun to hear. I'd like to hear it. Um, then they uh, they actually released this again on the 1968 album, The Immortal Otis Redding. It kind of like I said, it kind of sucks that it came out a year after his death. Like it came out right after he passed away. They released it so. His uh, Otis Redding's version reached number 38 on the Billboard Hot R&B charts um, and number 51 on the pop charts. The Black Crows covered the song on their 1990 album, Shake Your Moneymaker, and it became their first hit single. Two versions of the song exist by the Black Crows, the original album version, and the hit single remix with an overdubbed brass section. The Crows version reached number one on the Billboard album Rock Tracks chart and number 26 on the Billboard Hot 100 track. And they... I was very impressed seeing them live. Um, most bands I like these days, you know, I like them live. But every once in a while, you'll go see a band, and it's like they just they just don't do well live. These they sounded every bit as good live as they do. Oh, they were phenomenal yeah, live. It was a lot of fun. I, I'm just surprised it took me this long to see them in concert. Yeah, unfortunately, we'll never be able to get to see Otis Redding. And you know, I talk about this a lot, like with like. It sucks for me because, like, some of my favorite bands, I'll never get to see them. Mm-hmm. And, At least in yep. their entirety. Well, that to me is never getting to see them. You know, I can never... I know Queen tours, but they're not Queen. There's no Freddie. Queen with Adam Lambert. The Cars, you know, Rick Ocasek has passed away. The Talking Heads, they won't... So I, I mean, David Byrne does stuff, but he doesn't tour with them anymore. Um, I've Gen- seen Sting. Genesis. Well, Genesis isn't. I like Genesis, but I wouldn't. Well, 
Guess what song that is? <laughs> That's not on the list. <laughs> that was just my phone. <laughs> uh, he's not doing well at all, Phil Collins. I don't no. know if you've seen the reports. Oh, no, shit. he's not. Yeah, he's touring right now, but he can't. He sits down the whole show. He can't. He can't play drums anymore. So he had like backs. I think like back surgery, and it's really messed him up. It's pretty depressing looking. He says know. like health wise, he's he's okay. He just can't stand it, and he's like lost a bunch of weight because of it. Mm-hmm. And he says he just can't play the so drums anymore. Him and Mick should hang out. He's like seventy. Well, I don't. He's in his seventies. But yeah, he lost a ton of weight because of it. But he's still out there touring right now. So good, good on him. But. Um, Genesis, but Genesis is touring right now. Well, Phil Kai Sue, I think they got back together to do this tour. I didn't know it, but well, like, of course, of course, ZZ Top will never yeah. see, right? We'll never see in them its entirety. The fact that we were going to go see him a couple years ago, and it well, I was <laughs> supposed to go see Tom Petty too, and then that happened, and that like again, it's just people that you love yeah, and you'll was, never get. I to was see. just going through one of my um, through my memories on Facebook and. The Petty Show was mentioned from a few years ago. Yeah, because I, I think we had all talked about going to that. Yeah, show. we we had you and I talked, and he like passed away. We were talking like, we're, "Let's go see him because he's supposed to be coming in concert." I remember talking yeah. to you about it, and then he passed away. That just sucks. That just yeah, sucks. It it's like he wasn't very old either. Tom Petty wasn't very old when he passed away, so it no. just sucks. But and then you know I love the Police, and I've seen Sting, but a couple of the members of the Police hate each other. They'll never tour together again either. So. Yeah, it sucks. It's funny though that the song that played just played on my phone because uh, <laughs> it's weird how shit just works out sometimes on this show. Because we're gonna go ahead and play the next song. <laughs> now here's the thing, ma'am. Uh, we're on a Prince kick right now, so I don't know if you went notice. I went from Cindy Lauper to Cindy Lauper and Prince, mm-hmm. from Cindy Lauper and Prince to Prince, and a couple other people. I never fucking knew that this was a Prince song. I sure as hell didn't know that another band did it before the band that I know who did it. And I'm going to tell you right now, I only like one version of the song, and it's not Prince's. But let's go ahead and play the song I know for which you. version you like. Sounds more like a Stevie Wonder song right now than a Prince song. I can see that. Yeah. But this is early Prince. Yeah. This is the one I know and love. That's why it's funny because my phone is playing. It's playing Shaka Khan. Let me rock another feel for you. Chaka Khan, what you tell me what you wanna do? Do you feel for me the way I feel for you? Chaka Khan, let me tell you what I wanna do. I wanna love you, wanna hug you, wanna squeeze you too. But let me take it in my arm, let me feel you with my chum chaka. Cause you know that I'm the one to keep you warm, chaka. I mean, I had to leave this part in. No, I, I could have just clipped it to the music, but I, I know what you mean, and I do agree with you. I prefer the Chaka Khan version. Everybody did. Yeah, you yeah. cannot play this version without playing this All right, you gotta have the Chaka 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 Khan. Yeah, you've got to have that in there. But one other band remade this. Not an unpopular band, but I do not like their version. But in case you want to hear it, I'll give you a little clip. When was this version recorded? It just sounds sad. (laughs) 
We're the Amish. It sounds like this is like Uncle Jesse's band playing the cover of it. (laughs) I believe that's Jesse and the Rippers. Yeah. Show some respect. The beginning sounds like an old phone ringtone. (laughs) It looks like my Nokia's playing Chaka Khan. Yeah. Well, this is I Feel open, For You. You're about to flip it open and play Snake. This was I Feel For You, one of the biggest Shaka Khan songs. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> snake. I remember when he, he got the little fucking volume arrows you're trying to make the snake go around that little tiny fucking... The game that no one knows how to play. Yellow, green screen. Like, yo, motherfucking screen. <laughs> Eat the apple. That's just another dot. That looks oh, like all the Nokia. other dots. Yep. Uh, Spanky, you'll, you'll appreciate this. So I had the old Nokia phone and... Uh, you know, you could like program your own ringtones into it. Yeah. I sought out how to program it to play Rain and Blood by Slayer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That sounded really bad. That's awesome. So outside the Mario Brothers music and stuff like that. But yeah, I hear it was music. just a lot of beeps. Hmm. I have really good hearing, and I hear music somewhere off in the background. I hear music. Yeah. So this is one of the biggest Shaka Khan songs ever. Not here. Shaka Khan. Uh, so it really should not come to any surprise that it was originally a Prince song because it's Prince and it's Shaka Khan, and mm. I'm sure. But I Prince released this on the Prince album, self-titled Prince album, 1979. Uh, Shaka Khan uh, released her version at the uh, also on her self-titled album five years later in 1984, and received two Grammy awards for best R&B song with Prince as its songwriter, and best female R&B vocal performance by Shaka Khan. Both this song and I Want to Be Your Lover of the same album were given to Patrice Russian first, uh, but she said no. She turned both of those songs down. That was a big mistake because they both ended up on Chaka Khan's album. And, and who, who knows Patrice, whoever this Well, she was, I think, like a, I don't know, like a disco. I think she was like a disco or something. And like, like Prince, I guess, originally offered it to her and she said no and give it to Shaka Khan, and it became Shaka Khan's biggest hit. Actually kind of created Shaka Khan's comeback. It was like yeah, this song like thru- uh, thrusted her back in the limelight. Uh, so the last version you heard there was actually um, Pointer Sisters. Mm. So, And in uh, 2019, in honor of the 40th anniversary of the album Prince, the Prince Estate and Warner Records released an unheard of, an unheard, not unheard of, an unheard solo acoustic demo of the song. The track became available on streaming services and as a limited-run 7-inch vinyl single, which sold out almost immediately. So somewhere out there, if you can get your hands on it. The vinyl was almost as tall as Prince. (laughs) (laughs) 7 inches. Which which part of Prince? (laughs) So Prince Prince is 3 foot 4, but his penis is 6 foot tall. (laughs) It's like we're talking about Paul Bunyan. Do you think that Prince is where they came up with, like, Prince's penis is where they started the phrase Purple Helmet Warrior? Stop it. <laughs> you don't want to know about the Purple Rain, though. Pri- uh, oh. Prince is like, Purple Rain? Why you got to go be gross? <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though. But it is cool to know that somewhere out there, if you can get your hands on it, is a 7-inch vinyl of this that's, like, so rare because it sold out, like... How did seven inch vinyl make you giggle? Get, get your hands on. You seven. get your oh hands on Prince's seven inches vinyl. <laughs> they they heard it too. God, Ugh, I feel like I'm babysitting. I'm not getting paid. Oh, well, no one's getting paid. So, did you guys know that Chaka Khan's version uh, featured Melly Mel from uh, of Grandmaster Flash? No, in the Furious Five. No. Also has Reggie Griffin. He's uh, on it. Does like the keys and shit like that. So. Yeah. 
This version sold more than one million copies. One million copies in the U.S. and U.K., and it helped relaunch Shaka Khan's career. Oddly enough, this is the funny part here. Oddly enough, this song peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100 chart from the weeks of November 24th, 84, to December 8th, 84. But it was stopped from getting any higher on that chart by Princess Purple Rain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, and Wham! Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go also. But those Prince... Prince, who gave Shaka Khan the song, is also the person who stopped the song from getting any higher on the charts. She just couldn't yeah, get past it. Yeah, I have it. this song I'm going to let you play. <laughs> but You're not I'm going to sabotage your rise to the top. You shall may, you may sh- so I will shall keep you down, pass. little person. <laughs> <laughs> you shall not pass. Well, you know, it's weird because we, we, we do need to do a Prince episode. Actually, I started to put together. These ended up on here, but I was doing an episode originally where it was songs that you might not have known were written by like Prince wrote these for all these famous people. Well we were planning to do like a Prince versus Michael Jackson episode like part two. Yeah. We did it with obscure eighties. Yeah. But what's funny is Kevin and I have talked about this just like on our own like not show, just commenting on this because we're both like more stay fans. Prince had so like he helped all these people's career, but he had so much control over them that like Morris Day wasn't allowed to call themselves Morris Day after you know, they, they had to change their name because Prince owned the freaking name of Morris Day in the time. The original and seven. Now check out their Morris, album. But they're Morris Day in the time again. True, now. but if you ever get a chance, check out the album. The album of the original. Condensate con- by the original seven. It is fantastic, mm-hmm. yes. But it's, and it's not the only person he, he kind of did this to. It's like he had like a certain amount of control over the people, but he helped groom their careers, man. I mean, there's so many people. We could get in a whole discussion of just people who had careers because of Prince, just 100% because of Prince. He would groom people. So, hey. uh, The song remained on the Billboard Hot 100 for 26 weeks. It became one of the Billboard's five biggest songs of 1985. And then I said, like I said, the Pointer Sisters actually released a, a version in 1982 off the album. So excited. Rebby Jackson recorded it for her 1984 album Centipede. 1993, Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake sang this song on the Mickey Mouse Club. So, <laughs> oh god, dare wow. need to track that down. You go. So uh, those are the songs. That's what I got this this time around for songs you did not know were re- remakes. Did so of those songs. I mean, did you guys know most of these, or do, were most of them? Like surprises. A couple of them I knew for sure were covers. So, like, which ones did you know, like off the bat? I knew, I knew Ico, Ico. Yeah, I knew that. Like I said, I didn't. Um, hard to handle. Feel for you. I knew those were covers. Hard to. Yeah, you said hard to handle. It. I knew. Yeah. I knew Ico, Ico, but I didn't know the original. original. You know, I didn't know when you were right. mine. I didn't know was the original. I've by heard somebody so else. many really? versions yeah. of Ico, Ico over the years. I didn't know. Who originally wrote I didn't either. That's when I looked into it and I read about you know the fact that the original song was called Giacomo, and it was James Sugar Boy Crawford and his cane cutters. I did I'd never heard of them. Uh, of course, we're talking uh, we're talking a, a, about someone from the fifties, like nineteen fifty three. So probably didn't have a lot of huge. In fact, this wasn't a hit, so it's not shocking that I didn't know at all. But I actually didn't know who the Dixie Cups were either, and they were the girl band who changed the name and did it after him so i i didn't know did they do the song slide you mean landslide Landslide, yeah and that's the dixie chicks oh my bad and you're bad on a lot of levels they're not they're not called the dixie Dixie chicks Chicks anymore they're They're just the chicks. chicks 
Hello. Who, who's listening? <laughs> who's watching? What the hell was that? <laughs> we just heard hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> who's watching the movie? I, this is Doubtfire. <laughs> so, Love Hurts. I didn't know. Um, probably should have, but I didn't. Uh, I did, but not uh, not told a few years back. I didn't know that it was Doctor Doctor. I knew Ico Ico. I knew some kind of wonderful. I did not know. Drove all night. I knew. Um, when you were mine, I did know. I knew the Prince version, too. Uh, I knew Cindy Lauper's version first, but I heard Prince's version like a long time ago. So, mm-hmm. and I, it's, I actually don't like his version of "I Feel for You" though, like at all. Really? No, it's just way too like early, almost discoy, which is weird. And that the the really cheesy synthesizer sounds way more like. Mm. Uh, it just doesn't seem a like Nokia a Prince phone? song. It's it's very like <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hard to handle, I did know, though. Um, I've known that for a long time, but uh, it's one of those things where, like I said, both versions are really, really good, so I can get into I can get into either or of those wonderful songs there. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Songs that you didn't know were remakes, part three. I already got a part four in the works, man. I had so many going into this list that I had to break them up. I'm like, I can't do 20 songs. It would be a lot, so there you go. There's like nine songs tense i don't know. fucking count i don't fucking count you guys count uh in case you guys didn't know we have a website go ahead still we have a website we do we do it is uh the mixtape pod.com <laughs> you can go over there uh find out all kinds of information over there uh we actually have a new feature which uh, I'm not pandering i'm just saying you guys may not know this, but it takes <coughs> a shit ton of time to put these shows together, more than I think most people realize. Please donate. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> What's just speaking to us? <laughs> 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 you were like, Jeez. <laughs> oh my Jeez. What was hey, that? Hey, Seuss. <laughs> no. Puggy. Puggy. But I don't remember what his name was. That's a reference only I get. Uh, <laughs> yep. Someone out there listening got that reference, and I love that person. Uh, what else do we got? Hey, like so, we got the website. There's stuff over there. We have a phone number. You can call us. It is 513-HERAD77. I'm not going to try to do the numbers. I already figured out I can never remember them, but HERAD77. That's all. 513-HERAD77. It's like 237 and then some other numbers so that end with 7-7. Seven, seven. <laughs> so just give that a call. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, it's still, as of right now, it is still up in the air. But uh, by the time that this is released, it may not be. We had somebody that said they were going to send us an email. And if they do, guys, the, the prize will be going to them. I, I, It's weird, man. The stats show y'all's is listening, but y'all's just ain't talking. I would have sent you something cool from the 80s. And you could still be the first person to leave us feedback it can be a voicemail. It can be an email. We don't care what it's about as long as you're a listener to the show. Drop us a line. And uh, if you are the first person, I'll let you know, and then you can I can send you a picture and of Kevin number two. And if you're afraid that since you didn't <laughs> listen in another language, we got Google Translate. So. I think we need to use it on you. What? To translate yeah. whatever the what hell you, you just tried to right. say. <laughs> so, Kevin, <laughs> on the last episode when we were recording, you cut out. And uh, you didn't get to finish the show with us. And Matt and I were talking. And so, I, how did it get said? We're like, and we'll send you a prize. And one of us said, win a date with Kevin number two. And we were both like, we could probably arrange that. So if one of our fine listeners wants to win a date with Kevin number two, not number one, not the one that's sitting across from me, you get the freaky ass one. 
The one that's always been drinking. <laughs> he has a blonde goatee and red eyes. <laughs> Why red eyes? <laughs> Crazy motherfucker. I want to see you with a blonde goatee. Can we make that happen? Is his name Phoenix? Maybe that could be a new Prince song. Yeah, Simon Phoenix. Was that his name, Simon Phoenix? (laughs) Yeah, I just watched watched it. What, Demolition Man? It's pretty awesome. I I want you to to see a blonde goatee. Not all of it. Just do like the Guy Fieri thing. Just part of it. Oh, God. Dire to- uh, we'll really start calling him Kevin Fieri. Like Darius Rucker with the blonde hair. But you have to start wearing like shirts with flames and jalapenos on them too. You can't if you're gonna go for Guy Fieri, you got to go full Guy Fieri. You gotta, like take everybody to Flavor Town. Yeah, like it's got to be like <laughs> there is a Flavor Town. You, have, you can only wear like Vans because I'm sure that's what he wears, right? Probably oh yeah, Guy Fieri only wears Vans and shorts and. uh Got to drive around in a drop top Camaro. I, I feel like that. I feel like I want to do that now. <laughs> I want to do that now too. <laughs> yeah, you guys ever watch those like cooking shows and like they go in to try like so he does triple D right diners dive drive ins and dives that's the name of his show right and he goes around all these places and eats food and they always go in and bite like they, you pick a bite of the burger and go, mm, mm, yeah it's great. It's not like they're going to be, oh, my God, that is complete dog shit. <laughs> Cut. Cut. Like, why the fuck would you make me eat that? Just once I want to see him spit that shit out and throw the burger across the room. Like, what the fuck did you just make me eat? What is that, rat burger? <laughs> oh, my God. Because, you know, sometimes they're like, they got to fake it, right? Oh, yeah. They're taking a bite. Yeah. Like, that was the most disgusting fucking thing I've ever eaten. <laughs> I've heard that Giada De Laurentiis. Like, have you ever noticed how skinny she is? Yeah, she doesn't eat her she food. She doesn't eat it. She spits it out. Like, when the camera cuts, like, she'll take a bite and, like, spit it out. I've heard that many times. Well, I don't even know who that is. Uh, then you're not watching the show properly. Okay. She used to show a lot of cleavage. Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. I need to watch this yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I've always wondered about that. Like, it can't all be good. They always yeah. act like it's fantastic, but it can't always be good. That's on Triple D as well, her? No, but she's on... She's so Stu. There's like some really famous names on the cooking food network, like Bobby Flay and Giada uh-huh. De Laurentiis and Ida. <laughs> Ida Baumgartner or something Ida. like that. Ida who? And uh, the, the what's the country chef lady chick? I don't know. She's got her shits at like fucking. The Walmart. Iron Chef. I know him. Uh, well, Paula that's Dean? no, not Paula Dean. She's but she's on there too. Woman. Pioneer woman. That's it. So everybody at home loves the shit. And now, on this yeah. week's edition of Who's on Food Network, uh, we'll be talking about when <laughs> Rachel Ray was on Food Network. Yeah, Rachel Ray. She's been doing all hers at home through well, she's not like on. webcam or something like that now. It's bad. <laughs> all right, Stu. She's doing an OnlyFans cooking. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> OnlyFans cooking. <laughs> this week, Kevin number two on OnlyFans cooking. <laughs> Guess how I'm going to stir this thing. <laughs> God. We're going to add a little sauce to this. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Feet picks to the red That's right. Some purple ring. And this week, I show you how to tenderize your meat. <laughs> Kevin number two. Wow. They call me Cincinnati Chili because I'm brown, uh, wet, oh, and God, nasty. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm never eating salad. <laughs> Brown, wet, <laughs> and nasty. <laughs> nasty, nasty. Brought to you by Kevin Number I Two. I was going to say chunky, but 
Brown wet. I'm sorry. It, I can't get this out of my head. Brown wet and nasty. And it'll probably give you diarrhea, too. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, well, that looks like diarrhea in the first place. I was trying to close the show. This always <laughs> happens. For like the last like ten minutes of a show, it's when everybody just fucking loses their shit on me. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, you can go to the website. <laughs> Our email, by the way, is your mixtape podcast at gmail.com. We talked about this on the last episode. When we say your it's as like ownership motherfucker, like we said, if you are putting an R-E, if you are putting an R-E, I'm glad that your emails aren't making it to us. Let's just put it that way. It's not you are mixtape podcast. It's your. You are not smarter than fifth grade. <laughs> what if they're getting replies back? <laughs> Somebody's out there pretending to be us. Kevin number two. I don't know. Let's let let's send it to that email address and see, Let's what, see what happens. Question it's, is why? Why nobody's gonna monitor it? Question is, it's on the dark web. It's you can't actually get to it. Are it's people all, actually putting the apostrophe in it? Or wow, <laughs> God only knows what people try when they spell shit. <laughs> all right, hey Jay. Yes, Jay. Yes. What was that email address one more time? <laughs> the real one, ours. I'm actually. I'm gonna try it. What? I'm gonna misspell it and see what comes back. Your <laughs> mixtape podcast at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Yes, sir. Right. Let's who's this mailer blank email? <laughs> who's the mailer? <laughs> I always think that's what it says too when you when you send an email to the wrong thing. I'm like, who's mailer demon? <laughs> 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 All right, everyone. We thank you for listening. Hey, uh, if you get a chance, if you listen to the show, if you like the show, if you don't like the show, we don't give a shit which it is. But if you don't mind leaving us a five star review, or as Matt said, if it goes to five, leave five. If it goes to ten, don't leave five. Leave ten. But you know what? We'll settle for eight and a half. Yeah. We'll take that eight and a half. Just don't be a dick. We'll right up here. We'll take all eight and a half. Oh. Every <laughs> last bit of the eight and a half. If you could leave us a review, that would be awesome. We are available anywhere that you can listen to your podcasts. Pretty much everywhere now at this point. We've uh, we're even on iHeart these days. You can you can get us there. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're on Audible. We're on Pandora. We're on Spotify. Apple Podcasts. Stitcher podcast, Stitcher, Podbean, you name it, we're probably on there. If not, let us know. We'll we'll get it on there. <laughs> Thank Maybe you, Matt. We'll see. I think we should do an episode that it's just Matt listing. <laughs> like we released, yeah, we released a twenty-five minute episode and it's Matt going. It's like uh, Bubba on <laughs> Forrest Gump. Yeah. Let's see. There's Podbean. There's there's Podchaser. Zencaster. I think that's about all the different kinds of shrimp there is. And with that being said, hey everyone, until next time we speak. Stay awesome. Oh God, we should totally. Uh, how about Here again? How to practice? One, two, three. Stay awesome. Oh my God. You <laughs> <laughs> just stay high. Who right. wasn't paying attention that time? <laughs> all right, third time we're trying. All right, give it a shot. Uh huh. All right.
The show is over, and we know it hurts, but we promise. The Mixtape Podcast will return, and all you crazy tapeworms can download us and spread us to all your friends. Check us out online, www.themixtapepod.com. And until next time, stay awesome.